And this is our third part of our independent pharmacy business development in the technology at your fingertips. And we are with uh, Keycentrics tonight, uh, Mr. Jerry, Jeremy Hume, the Vice President of Sales. How are you doing tonight, Jeremy? Doing very well, Todd. Thanks for having me on tonight. You're welcome. Excited to have you on uh, for the listeners with the uh, PTR podcast. Um, we're talking about uh, business development and obviously an extremely important part of an independent pharmacy's uh, repertoire and their tools and uh, in business in general is the pharmacy management system and uh, what better person to kind of talk with than someone like yourself who uh, represents a, a pharmacy management system. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the uh, the software that, that Keycentrix uh, has uh, built and, and is supporting? Sure. Uh, Keycentrix has been in business for uh, over 30 years, but the uh, the program that, that uh, is our primary focus right now is the uh, RX Key system. And uh, it's a uh, Windows-based pharmacy dispensing system, but we really wanted to take it a lot further than that. And, th- and that was really the, the, the problem that we saw in the marketplace was that there was tons of pharmacy dispensing systems out there. Uh, and, and, and even our legacy system, the old Scriptmaster system, was, was one of those. But the modern independent needed a true management system, something that would really tie into every piece of their business. Uh, and, and particularly uh, in the case of RX Key, we put a lot of focus on things that we can do that will make them more efficient, more profitable, uh, things that we can do to help them make smarter purchasing decisions, things that we can do that will help them market their, their, their pharmacy, uh, and, and really just wanted to make sure that we had the, not only put the right tools into their hands, but we built an entire corporate philosophy around uh, empowering our independent pharmacies. We, it, it's, I can write software and I can, you know, it can have all the bells and whistles in the world if I don't actually show you guys how it works in the real world. If we don't take the time to uh, consult with our clients and give them ideas and show them how to put these tools to use, then they really don't do them any good. Uh, and so that's that's really the the, the core of what we do. Is it, it's a totally different kind of uh, pharmacy management system because we're we're actively seeking out what we call our pharmacy partners uh, and you know for for other systems you know there there you can go and you can buy a, a plenty of other really good software out there uh, that that will process prescriptions you know very efficiently uh, but what we really wanted to do is is to be a true technology partner and and to help our pharmacies uh, do more with their business, uh, and so that's that's why I'm excited about what I do, and, and why I'm excited to be with Keycentrics. You know, that's refreshing to hear. the The whole purpose of the uh, pharmacy technology resource was really to to bring the best of breeds together. And um, in putting this podcast together, I was very choosy of who I was reaching out to, and um, you know, uh, colleagues and and fellow uh, independent empowerment uh, companies like uh, Dan Benamaz and and uh, Liz and Todd uh, Tiefenthaler at uh, Farm Fresh Media and then of course Keycentrics. Tell me how does uh, how would uh, Keycentrics uh, pharmacy management system uh, RX Key how does RX Key play into the world of uh, business development and marketing? Well, one of the key things that we had a problem philosophically with is that. 
most of the uh, most of the pharmacy systems out there really rely on pretty intentionally very proprietary database structures. And this gets a little bit geeky, but the reality of the situation is when you sell your pharmacy at the end of the day, uh, if you go to sell your pharmacy, what you're going to sell is your data. That is the value of your business. Uh, in, in the modern world, the data that you've collected over your years of, of pharmacy, and particularly the more recent, more relevant data, that is the value of your business. And most systems out there, whether it's out of uh, you know old architecture or whether it's out of, uh, quite honestly, often a, a fear of people converting off of it, they, they, they lock you out of your own data. They make it difficult to get to that very core of your business and be able to use it to do more. Um, and with the RX key system, we really took a philosophy from the beginning of being very open platform. Uh, so we built the software on the .NET platform. Uh, it's a, a, a very unique modern technology that kind of gives us the best of both worlds. Uh, we, it's not an ASP model because we wanted the, the stores to have their data locally. Uh, we're there in control of it but it gives us most of the benefits that you have of it. So it's extraordinarily easy to connect to this system. And we built it on Microsoft SQL, which of course is, I mean, it's, it's the industry standard for uh, being able to communicate between programs uh, as, a, as a database. So anything that Microsoft Excel, Access, um, all kinds of different uh, other systems can communicate with, with your pharmacy data natively. Uh, there's there's no translation, there's no import-export. Uh, it's just a seamless way that you can integrate so that uh, we've got clients that have literally, we encourage them to think outside the box. Uh, and if, if you need a completely custom uh, process improvement for your store, you can build it in something as simple as Microsoft Access or you can do it in web forms. You can actually, you know, you can, there's, there's just a, a huge amount of flexibility that's, that, that's achieved just from uh, the way that we architected the system at the, at the base of it. Uh, but again, taking it to that more of a consultative approach, uh, what we've really done is we've, we've implemented a lot of the tools uh, directly into the software so that you can build your own custom queries, you can mine your data, and, and you can really find out uh, what the key things are that are going on. So one example is I, I had a store that was, uh, like many other independents, uh, running into problems with the new $4 generic program. And, you know, for most pharmacists uh, out there, when, when you're trying to decide, well, do I, do, the, do, I, do I try to compete with the $4 program? Do I not try to compete with the $4 program? What's the impact going to be on my business? And really all they can do is just kind of, shrug their shoulders. Uh, well, I had a client who was very concerned. He had a, a, a Walmart that was fairly close to him, and, and this had just recently uh, come out. And we said, well, look, let's, let's take a look at uh, what the actual financial impact would be. And so we mined into his data, and we looked at, here are the drugs that you would plan on putting on your program. This is what you're making on them right now. This is what you would have made on them you know, over the last six months, eight months, uh, 30 days, we did all kinds of different scenarios to be able to show this is, this is exactly what the profit impact of, of implementing this program is going to be. And then guess what he does? He says, oh, okay, well, I can't do that. But what can I do? Well, I could, maybe if I do it at $5, what's the impact going to be? You plug in a new number, boom, here's what the impact's going to be if you go to $5. 
What if we push it to a 90-day supply? Uh, you know, here's the impact of doing a 90-day supply so that a customer could come in and say, look, I can't do the $4 generic program because I can't lose money on it. But when you go to Walmart, they're going to go, they're, they're doing it so that they can get you in the store so you're going to buy a whole bunch of stuff. You're not going to buy a whole bunch of stuff here. I don't even have a front end to speak of. So I can match that price if you get a 90-day supply. That I can actually afford to do. I can cover my costs. I've proven it. And that's the, that's the plan that he ultimately implemented was he did, he, he did actually match the price, but he did it on a 90-day supply so that he could cover his overhead. So what I'm hearing is that the technology is important, but even more important than that is uh, assisting your customers to be able to extract the information in this way. And you, it almost sounds like you're teaching them to do this themselves, to empower to do this themselves and this analysis. But they, they start off by coming back to you because this is pretty new. This this entire data mining thing um, is is new to the systems that you described that were proprietary. Uh, for any type of data analysis like this with any of the proprietary systems, uh, DOS-based systems, character-based systems, you you'd have to probably reach back to the to the pharmacy software provider. That's exactly right, and and that's the problem. Is you know, no pharmacy software provider. And I mean, we put a huge focus on our on our customer service, but nobody can afford to, as a, as as any kind of a technology company, to build these custom. Uh, concepts every time somebody calls in. And so the rank and file, you know, what happens, you, you have a business need and you go to your, you go to your uh, pharmacy vendor and they say, well, we'll put it on the to-do list and if enough people ask for it, then maybe we'll, you know, add this report. Uh, that's, I, I, it, it still makes sense for program enhancements and for, you know, a lot of the other things, but man, I need to get access to my data. I need to, I need to do some analysis and, and I, that's specific to my business. I don't. I, I can't afford to wait uh, for that. And so, rather than uh, take that approach, you know, what we want to do is say, look, okay, this is how you can really get your hands on your data. I want to teach you how you can really dive into it. Uh, and and yeah, we're going to help you along the first couple of times, but then you're you're going to learn how to do it. And we're always here to advise. But the guy, the things I've seen the guys do out on their own is just amazing. And, and and frankly, it's where I've gotten some of my better ideas. We have added stock reports into the system uh, as a direct result of the things that I'm watching people do. You know, I can get in, in, in the RX key, it was, it was such a neat idea. Uh, we had a guy that uh, wanted to do birthday cards uh, for, for his patients that had a birthday coming up. But we, great we you know, we, we tweaked it. It was like it was one thing to get a listing of people whose birthdays are coming up, but I needed to know who are my best customers whose birthdays are coming up. These are the ones that I really want to push, uh, you know, send out a birthday card or send out a coupon or a gift certificate to. These are the ones that I want to absolutely make sure I maintain. So we took it to that next level, and and it, it was a it's a sweet report. Uh, it was I was so impressed with it we added it into the core system so that everybody would have it, <laughs> and, and we encouraged them to use it. Uh, but but that's just the, that's just the, the the tip of it. That's that's just getting started. I mean, you know, you got the the, the data analysis. Um, well, I, I will tell you one though. Uh, this was this was honestly a little bit of a surprise for me. But I had a store, uh, and we talk about how bad the insurance contracts are. But the reality is, there are some of these insurance contracts that are so bad. 
that the independents are, are, are signing to because there's, there's this fear, well, I don't want to lose these customers. Well, the reality was, uh, in some of these cases, you're actually losing money by keeping those customers, quite literally. Uh, oh, wow. And so I had a, a, a client of mine that was evaluating insurance plans, uh, particularly a few of the Medicare D plans that were kind of nasty, and deciding, do I give up these customers or do I, you know, accept these plans? And again, you run the analysis. It's right there in front of you. This person is now, this, this person's on this contract. All these people that are going to be affected by this new contract, here's what it's going to do to my bottom line. And the net result was I would actually make more net profit. And it's not just that the profit margin would go up. My actual final dollar profit would go up if I turned away that business. And so he did. He literally he refused to sign the contract, and yet he yeah he his volume went from uh, you know three hundred a day down to two seventy five, and his profit actually went up. He actually made more money. His cash flow improved. Uh, it Jeez. was it was amazing. And, and and those are the things that the chains do. Those are the things. That's the whole the key of it. Walgreens is not opening up a pharmacy every you know two days. Uh, because they don't know what they're doing. They know exactly where to open them. They know exactly how to keep them profitable, and they know it because they've been mining their data. The independents have the same power. They have the same capabilities. They're just not given the tools to do it. And, and, and the tendency in the, the – and it's so easy to get caught up with the practice. You know, you get behind that counter, and you know I, a lot of the a lot of the clients that I work with, they're there from the moment they open to the moment they close. They're behind the counter all day. And, and they never have a chance to look up. So if you're busy, so busy in your business that you can't take time to run your business, then you've got a problem. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, really our focus has always been twofold. We want to we be able to save time and, and improve the operational side, it's, which is what we do in the core of the software, so that we can give you time to be able to actually use these tools where you can market to your people who have a birthday coming up. You can market to your diabetics. You can market to uh, physicians that are prescribed that, based on their prescribing habits. That's where the key is. You know, if I'm a compounder and I just came out with, uh, uh, you know, hydrocodone without APAP, the first thing I want to do is find out who my top prescribers are of hydrocodone with. I can go market to those guys and say, hey, we've got a compound alternative that won't cause liver damage. You know, I, I want to be able to find, if, I'm, if I've got a, a new PLO, Finnegrin, uh, I want to find the physicians that are most likely to prescribe Finnegrin and say, hey, guys, i got a PLO version of this. That's, that's just going to blow you away. That's where the real power is. Uh, if you're offering extra clinical services, you know, I, the, the lab tracking that we do, uh, you know, patient comes in, they're hypertensive. Every time they come in, we, give, we check their blood pressure. I can go market to all of the cardiologists, all of the, the family doctors in the area and say, hey, look, you bring in your patient with hypertension to our pharmacy. Every time they come in, we're working with them. We're, we're keeping them compliant. We're tracking to make sure they're getting their scripts filled on time. But we're also checking their blood pressure every time they come into our pharmacy. And... You know, we can six months later when they come in for a revisit, we can actually show you a chart that shows what's happened, you know, over those six months. That's where you get power, and, and that's where the ODBC and the data mining and and, and all the really geeky stuff gets really powerful. And, and we're taking those tools and really trying to just 
not just put them in your hands, but but really put a focus on making sure that that, that you know how to use them, how to apply them into the real world, um, and, and that's where the power is. It's it's that's why I get up. In the this <laughs> this philosophy, Jeremy, is is much bigger than just the the pharmacy software. It sounds like um, it's an understanding of the industry and it's an understanding of the trends. And uh, on that note of trends, tell me. Tell me if I have if I haven't bought a new pharmacy system in in five, ten, fifteen years, uh, what trends right now uh, do I need to kind of pay attention to? And and of course we know the economy is a is a is a big concern. We also know that um, how how we're getting paid and insurance plans and federal plans and uh, Medicare, Medicaid. What's the trends right now that that I need to think about? Uh, in in having maybe an older system. Well, the key is, and, and you already kind of hit it. Pharmacy is continually being asked to do more with less. Uh, as our patient population ages, uh, we're we're getting you know higher and higher prescription volumes, but lower and lower reimbursement, and and the act of pharmacy is is slowly becoming a little bit more commoditized. Uh, and then with ad- added government regulations, the new stuff with electronic prescribing, I mean, you, you've got to really watch out for this kind of stuff. That's one of the things that we put a, a, a huge focus on. Again, when, when e-prescribing came out, here's a classic example of, of how uh, you know, sad the pharmacy lobby is. You know, the doctors are actually getting bonus money from Medicare to e-prescribe. The pharmacies are actually paying it. Well, if, if you're on a system that can't e-prescribe, then you've got physicians, a rapidly growing number of physicians that are not going to be sending scripts to you because they get bonused on sending electronically. Uh, so that's an, an immediate competitive disadvantage. But even if you have a system that a lot of the legacy systems were never expecting this, when they implemented it, it's essentially a glorified fax. Uh, you know, so you've got something, a new expense that gave you no real benefit. Uh, and, and, you know, when we implemented uh, e-prescribing, we, we did it specifically with the intent of being able to do transcription, again, cut the time that we're spending on the data entry processing so that it actually ends up turning a profit. That money that you spend to receive an e-prescription, you save more than that in your labor costs to be able to, 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 be able to dispense it. And that's the key. You've you got to be looking at your workflow. You've got to be looking at process improvement. You've got to be looking at things that you can do to be more efficient, not only to uh, cut down costs or overhead, but to free up your own time as, as, a, as a business owner to be able to actually manage the business. Because if you look back when my dad was in pharmacy, you know, back in the 80s and the early 90s, if you were a good pharmacist, you didn't need to know how to be a good businessman. You just had to be a good pharmacist, and you could still make a, a wonderful living. And he, and he did. He made a he made a wonderful living. I I, I had every advantage growing up, uh, but I promise you that wouldn't be the case today because now you have to know how to run a business. You have to be able. You, it's not enough to just be a good pharmacist. You really have to uh, look for ways that you can that you can improve your operations, ways that you can uh, improve your profit per customer. Uh, improve your improve your customer service. I mean, you know, we're in, as independents, we all feel like we're you know that's our our bread and butter is our customer service. That's that's how we uh, that's how we stay in business. That's how we compete with the changes that we offer better service. But 
God, the new technologies available let you really take that to the next level if you know how. You know, it's it's very simple for me to be able to to, to uh, get a list of, of of patients who have refills that are coming due and help them with their patient compliance. There's new systems that that we work with that do automated callouts for that purpose. But even if you didn't want to do that, you for a, a low wage employee could be making these phone calls that are proven to be profitable even in that instance. Uh, right. And you're 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 providing a better practice setting. You're provi- you're 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 helping your customers in the process. Um, there's just a lot of really powerful stuff that's available, and and, and some of the new things that have come out. Uh, again, we put a lot of focus on things that we can do that will help the stores be more competitive with the chains. We want to give them the same advantages and the same technologies that the chains have, but with that independent freedom and with that independent feel. One of the things that we've done is we've actually partnered up with a company the, that had originally done this in the chain environment where we can actually get uh, marketing money paid to the pharmacy uh, to, to do essentially what we would have already done anyway. It, it's, it's, there's some really neat programs out there where you can actually get uh, reimbursed for printing patient compliance forms. Uh, but again, we took that to a whole new level. We said, okay, well, if, you can, if we can get you know, Pfizer to pay me to print out uh, a refill reminder for, for you know, whatever drug whenever they come in to pick up a, a different medication, why can't I come in and, and generate out of Rx Key a list of my diabetic patients, and when they come in, have it automatically print out a, a thing that says, "Hey, we're doing a diabetic training seminar on you know this date." That, that's a huge cool. service to my customer, but it also allows me to get into new ancillary products like diabetic shoes uh, and low carb, you know, uh, food alternatives. There's a ton of stuff that you can do that that's literally clinically beneficial to your patient base, but also allows you to get into to other areas where there's still a lot of margin. Sounds like you're talking about ROI, and that was actually one of my questions for you. I'm a pharmacist. I'm uh, feeling the pinch. Um, I would very much like to consider a new uh, pharmacy software. Um, what can I, uh, what, what, what averages can someone in your position um Vice President of Sales of a of a pharmacy software company, and you've seen it probably all over the you know last however many years. Um, what what ROI? What what kind of uh, timing on my return of investment can I expect on average? Um, you know that that it, it all depends honestly on 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 how you work it. Um, that that's that's the key. I mean, you can take the the Arc key system, uh, implement just some of the most basic features of it. And it would it would probably pay for itself in 12 months uh, for for a typical you know 100 a day 200 a day store. But okay. if if you're if you're really using it if you're if you're utilizing the the purchasing engine if you're utilizing the uh, uh, the, the the marketing uh, uh, pieces of it if you're utilizing uh, your own data mining then then really you're talking about something that you could get done in in Six months, three months—it's—it's it's all about how you work it. Um, I've had some of the things are just so stupidly simple, uh, but you can't do it by hand. I had a—I uh, had a lady who had two pharmacies, and the, the first thing that we did was we got them—we got them on Arts Key, we improved their operations, we got their workflow, uh, you know, under control. Uh, 
she was able to actually start spending some time working in the pharmacy. She didn't have to use the relief pharmacists uh, as much as she had been. It, it, you know, there were some immediate savings there. But the next phase that we did was we, we, we got them on perpetual inventory. And perpetual inventory, I go all over the country. I give seminars. I've been doing this for years. And, and every time I get in front of a group of pharmacists, if there's 20 people in the room, and I say, how many of you are running a perpetual inventory, two of them will raise their hand. And I can ask both okay. of them right there, would you ever go back? And they'll both immediately say, no, never. Why do the other 18 not do it? Well, they don't have the right tools, and they don't have anybody to teach them where the pitfalls are. They, most people have tried it. Most independents have tried to do a perpetual inventory, and it got off a couple times, and it got really off, and, and they didn't, you, know, you, you throw your hands up, you say, that's it, I, I, I can't do it. Uh, this thing doesn't work. Well, there's six or seven different key pitfalls that will occur that will cause your inventory to get messed up. Uh, so again, I, I can have an inventory control tool, but it's, it's more important that I actually take the time to show you, hey, this is, how you, this is how you use it, and this is what you have to do as a process to actually make it work. Uh, but the cool thing was in the multi-site environment, once we did that, uh, the very first, the very next thing that I did was I showed her how she could do some data mining. And what we did was we ran a, we did, we ran a data query. Uh, it was very simple. Uh, but what we did was we looked in, now that we had all of her on-hand amounts in the system, we said, okay, give me a list of every drug that I have not used in the last 90 days that I have an on-hand amount of at least a full bottle. Yeah. On her first door, she found $2,000. She was able to return for partial credit. Uh, on her second store, she found probably a, a little bit less. It was about maybe $1,500. But then we took it. We said, well, you, but you've got two stores. Let's go and, let's, let's go and compare these two. So I, we, we actually pulled, a, pulled them up and said, look, Here's a listing of every drug that you're not moving at one store that you could move at the other, and we don't care if the bottle's open or not. Now she was able to move, shift massive amounts of inventory. Her total, when she said she was done with it, she came back and she actually called me. She said, you would not believe this. I, I shifted and actually moved off my shelves $20,000 that would have otherwise literally been thrown away. Literally there's your pharmacy been thrown away. There, there, there's your pharmacy system. There's your pharmacy system. She did that in, in like three days. It doesn't take much. It just it, you've got to you've got to recognize the value of the information that's in front of you and and really start to utilize it. Uh, so our core focus is real simple. The first thing we want to do is free up the time so that you can get your head above the counter and actually start to to, to look at your processes and look at your business uh, and. and and then it's just a matter of you know finding finding where 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 our weaknesses are and figuring out how we can use technology to to uh, to fix them. Finding where our strengths are and look where we can use technology to to market them to improve them. Uh, that that's the key thing, you know. Uh, and I, I love working with stores that are that are uh, more progressive. I like I love the guys that push us. That's how we get better. That's how we get our good ideas. Uh, it's just a it's a different philosophy. But it's needed, you know. It, it's great. We've got to keep the community pharmacies out there in the community uh, because if we don't, it's, we go under. You know, we depend on you guys being successful for our success. So, if I'm an independent pharmacist, I'm listening to the podcast tonight or uh, sometime, and and I want more information on this. How do I how do I reach out to your team and 
and uh, and get more information on the system? Uh, you can go to our website. It's uh, www.keycentrics.com. Uh, you can also uh, just call our 800 number. It's uh, 1-800-444-8486. Uh, you can dial two for sales. Uh, you can dial one for support and just actually get to talk to a live person. I know some of you aren't used to it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, it, there's uh, there's there's plenty of ways to to to, to get a hold of us and, and feel free. The, the the nice thing about the the system, I mean, you know, you you. You dollar eight hundred number. It gives you. You can get a directory. You want to. You know. You want to call me. Uh, hit pound. Type in J E R, and it'll ring my line. And I'm here. Uh, glad to answer questions. Uh, but you know, we just we're we're excited uh, uh, excited to be in a position where we can actually help uh, pharmacies through this time. And 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 what I'm finding actually is that the. Uh, uh, in any time when we have the government coming in or any time when we're in an economic downturn, uh, I actually see some of the best and most creative things come out of the pharmacies and the real entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, I've got guys opening up new locations in the middle of all this. <laughs> I've got, uh, I, I've got some of our, uh, you know, more entrepreneurial pharmacies buying out the guys who were on older technology and didn't know how to do any of this. That's, this is, this is a huge opportunity market for our people. Who are ready to make that step? Well, I tell you what, Jeremy. You and I have uh, talked a lot in in the past, and I'm excited about the uh, the Keycentrics team and your dedication to independent pharmacy. Um, we'd like to have you back on the show. We're going to do uh, a couple other uh, focal um, podcasts, so I guarantee the listeners that we'll have Jeremy back talking about uh, some other things uh, surrounding um, your data, your pharmacy, and the technology at your fingertips. Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, being on the uh, PTR podcast uh, this evening, and um, I look forward to talking with you again very soon. Thanks, Todd. I, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you.